Hello and welcome to All Indians Matter. I am Ashraf Engineer. On February 5, in a highly controversial move, the Bharatiya Janata Party government in Karnataka banned clothes that could disturb law and order, meaning Muslim girls could no longer wear the hijab to schools and colleges. When the order was challenged, the High Court issued an interim order restraining students from wearing religious clothing in the classroom, and this led to the forcible removal of the hijab in some institutions. Some students were not allowed to appear for the exams. This is only the latest instance of Muslims, especially women, being targeted on flimsy pretexts in an India that's encouraged to be increasingly communal. All Indians matter. We have on the show Nida Parveen, a Muslim student born and brought up in Kerala. She completed her undergraduation from Hindu College, Delhi University and is currently pursuing post-graduation from the Tata Institute of Social Sciences in Mumbai, a Master of Arts in Social Work in Criminology and Justice. Nida formed and served as the first president of the fraternity movement in Delhi University and organized and led the anti-CAA movement there. Welcome, Nida. Hi, thank you. Nida, the argument being offered by the Karnataka government and Hindutva adherents is that the hijab is a way of suppressing Muslim women. What do you have to say to them? So, first of all, who are they to say what's good for a Muslim woman and what's not? So that's the first point I should ask them. I don't understand how this giving up a piece of cloth will lead me to some evolution or liberation and so on. So this kind of negative perception of the agency of Muslim women who wear hijab is not something new. So basically, for instance, many journalists and Muslim women employees have shared their experience on how their agency and abilities are attached to their physical appearance of donning a hijab. So also, this discourses around Muslim women have been there since onset of European colonial time back. For the Orient, Muslim women were always an important field of inquiry. And they had seen as exotic, some kind of a sexualized women and a voiceless victim who is behind the hijab. And this narrative was built by the Orient way back. And looking into the India and this obsession of Indian Hindu men to save, to degrade or to conquest whatever they need according to the subject of position of Muslim women, they changed this. And they have this obsession on Muslim women always. For example, in the case of save Muslim women in triple talaq and hijab ban, and then look into the Sunni deals bullied by anti-Muslim violences. So you can see there. And they had made this, they had constructed this Muslim as invader and other, and another side as someone who is to be saved. Yep. The opposing argument is that the hijab is essential to the practice of Islam for women. But this case isn't about that, is it? It's about freedom in my view to choose. What's your opinion? A small disagreement in that. First of all, this discussion into the hijab versus uniform, actually this debate will simplify the seriousness of the problem. And the question you asked, in short, it's the debate going in the court. Is this should be a freedom of expression or an essential religious practice? Before that, personally for me, hijab is an essential practice of Islam. So what I believe is it's an essential practice in Islam. And in a position where I am believing that it's an essential practice, I don't have a choice because it's already essential for me. And there are a lot of Muslim women who don't observe hijab and it's up to them and the Almighty. And I don't have a say in it. And also what's happening in Karnataka and now in more other states to know is 
actually they are legitimizing islamophobia and i think this debate should be in such a way but the discussion in media is actually is going between this creating a debate between the hijab and the uniform so yeah mm. also there is a the point of view that this action of banning the hijab is really about using a legal framework to deny muslim women their right to education do you agree with that reading yeah in a way we can say so because this incident is actually creating barrier for muslim women's access to education it's making them a kind of a deplorable thing one who read this hr committee report would know that status of muslim women in education actually so it's only after the mandal commission report also that women muslims came into the phase which have denied for the marginalized communities so even for me i am the first generation in the central university so they have been denying this for a long period and for years they intentionally pushed muslim from the place where they can grow or the place that would bring the muslims upward mobility we were intentionally pushed up so putting it in a word this is a kind of systematic marginalization and through this hijab they are legally making into denying muslim women access to the education the ban was announced just as many states were going to the polls do you think there is a link between the two i mean the timing especially yeah of course there would be because this outright hate anti muslim campaigns and othering of muslims and polarization where it was always uh, one of the strongest tool to win elections in india it was for a long period and it's not for just bjp for any political party this is a tool to win the election so yeah of course As a hijab-wearing Muslim woman, what went through your mind as news of the ban broke? So this particular news and the bully by incident, this all were in the same period of time. Actually, I was also victim of this bully by app. So my name was also there in the app. It was actually a period when I'm trying to overcome from there, and this incident came into the frame. So the whole issue was actually much triggering. means even you can't get into a debate because it's actually mentally making us much more trouble but seeing the muslim women protesting in the street it was actually a kind of a proud moment for me because yeah they are doing their part but these things were always haunting in our dreams too because we all went through this in delhi we, i went through all these things i mean this kind of humiliation when northeast delhi pogrom happening we were there and the kind of fear we have with us when we walk into streets so i just have this thought of the muslim women who were so strongly fighting but the courage they had also should be appreciated but i'm fear for them their studies their life all is in a trouble actually and inshallah allah might give them more courage i'll come back to the bully by incident in a few minutes but before that i have to ask you a couple of questions you've been wearing it the hijab since a very young age before this have you faced any humiliation for wearing it say in school or college and if yes then what was your response this question i think it's after my place too because i did my schooling till my 12th in a muslim owned institution in kerala only so yeah i didn't faced any kind of humiliation as such from here and in my undergraduation i moved to delhi so hijab wasn't a different thing for me it was part of my dress only but from there i was in a kind of mood like why this is a kind of a separate thing for people so there were instances where my friend used to pull off my hijab and force me to come without hijab so no one want to recognize you so you can come without hijab but this is part of my dress so what she wear is her dress 
So there's no questions on it. And there was an experience in CAA protest where we, after a long, long struggle, we organized a test inside the college. So college is a very different space. You know, Delhi University itself is a very different space. It's not like Jamimilla or Aligarh Muslim University. It's not uh, where people were not ready to say that I am political. So we organized a protest there. And after the protest, we planned that we will send this. We will report this protest march into media so we will get a wider attention. So such a thing gets happening in college. And there were people belonging to left organization was also with there. And one of my friends commented me and he said that I will choose the photos for you. You can give it to the media. So I was like just scrolling the photos which he had sent me and scrolling my photos which I had sent to him. And the photos he sent to me was like, there was a lot of censorship in it. I can't see any job wearing women in that photos. So I just walking with the Islamophobe. And there was many moments in, I think, during CA protests, which gave us the face of Islamophobes. Who are the Islamophobes? So it was a moment like that. And this censorship was not only limited in media reports. And whenever these left liberals came in all our struggles, in all our protests, speeches, and will give us a manifesto like, don't do this, don't do that. You can only do this. So yes, I think the kind of moments I'm just putting it. Mm. So let me ask you a slightly personal question. Why is the hijab important for you? Why do you feel strongly about wearing it? As I said, hijab is an essential practice for me in Islam. And for me, there is no debate in it. So if something is essential, we don't have a choice in it. So I wear hijab and there is nothing like a debate on it. For me, this is an essential practice and I'm wearing it and I'm wearing it as a submission to Almighty and I think there shouldn't be any question on that. And if it's because of I believing in Islam, I'm a Muslim, that how I react to you. It's Islam which is conditioning me. So everyone is in some way conditioned and I am conditioned by Islam. I advocate for justice because I believe in Islam and there will be many Muslims who don't serve hijab and it's up to them and the Almighty. Absolutely. Lida, I read that the forcible removal of the hijab is almost like an act of disrobing, a way of sexual objectification, just as we saw with the bully by app which you mentioned, on which many Muslim women were listed for auction. What would a Muslim girl forced to remove the hijab be going through? Actually, this is an unbearable to see a lot of videos and recordings that gives the Muslim women were forced to remove their hijab in front of the gates of the college and so it was actually unbearable to see it. And I don't know, it's a kind of morally disrupted community, I feel so sometimes, because the medias were haunting these Muslim students and they were recording, zooming everything that disrupting their dignity, honor. And this bully by incident also, you know, how they auctioned means in a way we are auctioned there and most of the women's photos were there and their details were there. And it's always able for them, it's always able for them to attack us in offline also. They have every details. If they can auction us in online, it's also possible in offline. And it's a kind of threat. It's a kind of fear they have been trying to inject in us. But for the Muslims, it's a kind of fight. These things is actually not only disrupting the hijab issue or bulibah issue, it's actually always affecting the mental health of the Muslim women and their educations are disrupted, everything. So it's kind of disturbing there, as you said. Yeah, I think you made a very valid point about it not just being online, you know, when it comes to things like Bully Bai. I remember a few months ago, I interviewed Sadaf Jafar, who was also 
among the women listed on Pulibaya. And she said pretty much the same thing. And in fact, these details then, because she was part of the anti-CA protests, you know, they were put up, her details were put up on billboards around Lucknow city. And, uh, you know, just making it so easy for people to target her. Yeah, now in this HRBC also, we can see their details were leaked by the college. Nida, there's a false equivalence sought to be created by comparing the hijab to saffron shawls. For many Muslim women, as you've so well articulated, the hijab is an innate part of their religious identity, while the saffron shawl is not an innate part of Hinduism. How do you react to this false equivalence being created? So this is all of framing this issue as hijab versus saffron and by banning the both, everything is fine. So frame the controversy as a standoff between the hijab and saffron shawl is actually misleading the total issues. So the issue is that of excluding Muslim girls, Muslim women from of a particular religious identity from educational space just because they wear the headscarf. Okay, so they were observing it for a long, long period, not a sudden thing. Okay, so it's being for a long period. And for Karnataka particularly, they were the Muslims, also wear abayas also. But I think they, when entering to the campus, they don't wear it, they remove it. So, And the sole motive of this anti-hijab campaign is to eradicate hijab or eradicate the Muslimness from the public sphere. So they just want to erase everything which seems as Muslimness. The ban in Karnataka, Nida, is only the latest instance of minorities, especially Muslims, uh, being targeted after Narendra Modi came to power. What's your way of pushing back? You had seen it in CA moment that how we had pushed back it and how the Sharjil Imam led the movement and we came into the streets, but you know what happened later. So this is the way they are reacting to the Muslim descents. And I think it's not just the Muslims, but the whole India, whole community. Basically, Hindus also should come to the streets and protest against this. Because what I feel is that even this hijab protest were organized in many of the places. But when we look to the CA movement, when we look to the hijab ban, this protest and everything, it's happening in the Muslim-majority areas. And I fear that something like a genocide will happen again. And I don't know how much we should ask them because whenever we are saying this, it's actually we are asking for their freedom to make us liberate. I remember that when after the CA protest, one of my friends accompanied me to my room so that I won't be attacked. Like, so he always come with me to the, my room after CA protest or after classes and all. So when I'm thinking it now, I feel like it's his freedom which is protecting me. It's not my freedom. So where is mine? So it's actually a question. What's your way of pushing back? So I just want to say in any way, if it's their freedom is protecting us, let it be. <laughs> Nida, Muslim women have shown exceptional courage. We've all seen images and videos of Muslim girls standing their ground as Hindutva thugs attacked them, heckled them or prevented them from attending class after the hijab ban. When the anti-CA-NRC protests happened, Muslim women showed the greatest courage. I mean, who can forget Shaheen Bagh, for instance? Do you think this targeting has also made Muslim women more aware of their rights and the need to take a stand now? Muslim women in particular. Okay, so in this, it's not Muslim women is not coming to the street for the first time. It's just that they got acceptance now. That's the thing. 
they wear in the streets muslim women know their rights they were taking their stands and for years we have witnessed the states this ugly form of xenophobia from anti muslim genocides repeated incidents of vandalizing the masjid and this political scapegoating of muslims and yeah many in ca movement also so in those things we can see that muslim women were protesting muslim women were there in the mainstream muslim women were trying to have their kind of protests they know that but this is the point that muslim women are perceived as individuals in who were incapable of developing their own consciousness and politics but they're always viewed as someone who is powerless and someone who is oppressed but muslim women were not a new body in the streets actually that's what i'm trying to say muslim women are not a new body in the streets it's only after the same moment muslim women voice and narrative got get acceptance so that's it and it's not that muslim women came all of a sudden came their awareness and something it was they it just got acceptance now yeah, you've been a student activist and you, as you say now Muslim women protesting or raising their voice have only now been recognized. Do you see more Muslim women taking a stand across the country on issues that affect them? Yes, of course. And it's because <laughs> it's not all of sudden something came to the Muslim got discouraged. We were forced to develop this on our everyday. If you talk, uh, one of my friend went to Karnataka. He was saying the experience of like they were the first day. when they started wearing hijab when the muslim women there we started wearing hijab they started to have a thick skin okay they started to take up every kind of challenges they come so we were forced to develop this kind of thing it's not all of sudden muslim women coming to the streets and got this courage because we are day by day we are getting this yeah are you in touch with uh, muslim girl students in karnataka and if yes what's your message to them no i'm not in touch with them it's not a kind of event happening there so i don't want to go and visit that but i likely to have a conversation with but i couldn't till now and kind of message to them is that like this i was going through a kind of a very worse period and something which gave me more courage was the videos the protest videos that was something which gave me courage so i just not a kind of message but i just want to say this to them that you are the students you are the people you are the muslim women actually giving courage to all the muslim women in india and yeah i am just proud of you people may allah give you more strength and courage to face this how do you think this ban will eventually play out what is the long term actually i'm taking the duty of the court so this eventually will play out but i think and what i believe is this but i hope this won't happen this is what i'm believing i think it will legitimize islamophobia it will eventually will institutionalize islamophobia and there will be a systematically marginalization of muslims i believe this will be the thing which eventually will take place but i hope this shouldn't be there this can't be yeah Neda, here's a question I ask all my guests at the end of the show. Why do you do this work? For me, the answer is Islam. So Islam teaches us to fight for the justice. Everyone will say Islam is a religion of peace, but in Quran, more than peace, the Almighty, the Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, had talked more about justice. So for the justice, for our rights. we are doing this activism and islam from the history from the theology we we can know that islam always stands with the oppressed community so that's it <laughs> nida thank you so much for coming on the show to talk about what is a very controversial issue thank you for putting it in perspective for us thank you 
Thank you all for listening. Please visit allindiansmatter.in that's A-L-L-I-N-D-I-A-N-S-M-A-T-T-E-R.in for more columns and audio podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter at Ashraf Engineer that's A-S-H-R-A-F-E-N-G-I-N-E-R and All Indians Count that's A-L-L-I-N-D-I-A-N-S-C-O-U-N-T Search for the All Indians Matter page on Facebook. On Instagram, the handle is All Indians Matter. Email me at editor at allindiansmatter.in Catch you again soon. <laughs>